the urgent message to stay home appears to finally be getting through. Overnight, COVID-19 has completely upended our entire way of life. Shops locked up, normally bustling streets, now oddly quiet. Uh, it's time for all of us to recognize as individuals and as a community, we need to do more to meet this moment. So if we can't leave our house, we must make our own fun indoors. In this podcast, I call up my friends and family and ask them what they miss the most. And then we make it happen. Hello and welcome to the world before COVID, um, the podcast where we look back at a universe so far from the one in which we exist currently. Um, I'm Sky McLeod. I, I feel like I never introduced myself, so I'm doing it now. And um, today on the phone, I have Lucia Fasano. Hey, Lucia. Hi, Sky. How are you doing? How are you feeling generally? I'm feeling generally good. Um, I'm glad that we could connect and that, um, you know, we're both staying busy and creative in this time. And uh, it sort of feels like we don't live in a different state because everybody is just I know uh, on their computer or phone or whatever. So it's like, hey, it is really true because I realized I was like, oh, I keep asking people in Portland to do this podcast. I was like, this is literally over the phone. It can be literally anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I did a, a YouTube show for um, this comedian Frizz Frizzle and he lives in England. And so he was like, oh, I want to do my YouTube show, but you have to be up at 9 a.m. for it. It was like. <laughs> oh, cool. But like, I couldn't, I could do that before, but like, it feels more like right. I should do everything that I couldn't do or, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that like, it is, it's really funny because every time I'm like, oh yeah, it's like another way of like making, you know, lemonade out of lemons or whatever. But then you're mm -hmm. like, this is not like a thing that is only because of the, like COVID. <laughs> yeah, it is literally, we could just do any of this stuff anytime yeah. like yeah <laughs> there's always yeah. distance <laughs> is like you know a factor but it is really interesting like how and how weird it is to like have that space get kind of collapsed because it does feel just like you know it would things that would seem so noteworthy normally of like oh wow I'm like talking to a group of people and like this person's like you know in New England which is weird because you know most of us are in Portland or whatever but now mm -hmm. it, like it's yeah it just feels like the space like space has kind of collapsed on um on us <laughs> in a weird way <laughs> yeah it's and I like it's so um like there's so many things that like you know um as you know, like disabled activists fighting for like, let me work at home. I've been doing um, some like self tape auditions uh, from home and from my computer and my phone. And like, it, it's usually like, no, you have to drive, um, you know, all the way, you know, in LA traffic oh uh, through Hollywood for like a 15 minute audition and drive right. back. And it's like, I don't drive. And so like, that's always been a really expensive, stressful undertaking. And now it's like, Oh, just send us a video. Uh, you can be dressed however. The background can be whatever. Like all these uh, social norms that like people for years have been like, this doesn't need to be 
in person. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, especially in LA, that's like, it's really true. Like the amount that you're expected to like go to is really dumb when it's like, this is a town of filmmaking and (laughs) it is impossible to get anywhere. (laughs) It's so prohibitive to so many people who can't drive. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like there's all these, I guess like it applies to friendships too, where it's like these sort of standards of like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. I I shouldn't talk with them or stuff like that. Or like with um, like, oh, I really want to collaborate with this person, but I don't know, do I don't have the best equipment and I don't know, like, right. I don't have the best camera. And it's like the fact that they put out an episode of Saturday Night Live, that's them on their <laughs> shitty webcams. It's like, okay, then we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. Like, right. if you, you know, that we if we don't have the best equipment or the best, whatever or if we aren't even like don't have a lot to say we can still call a friend or like there's just I think we're letting a a lot of people are letting themselves off the hook in a way they haven't before and I think that's even reflected in like there's less heart attacks and strokes right now oh wow I didn't know that (laughs) yeah I saw that like and it's I mean partially I think Oh, yeah. and no murders in Florida for like the first time or in Miami like for the Oh my first gosh, time. that's what I, that's what I've been saying a lot. It's just like the <laughs> the amount of like mass shootings and like murders. Yeah, that's like the one night. I mean, murders of like <laughs> mass murders. I do still worry about like domestic violence murders, but you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. I guess you gotta take it in. But I didn't you know that about the heart attacks and strokes. That yeah, like, like of, of course, like less people want to go into the hospital or ER because of the virus. But it, but whatever source that I read said like, but it's not about that. It's like people are staying home with their kids and they're taking naps when they want to, well, and they're not in traffic. And yeah, like the circadian rhythms. Mommy, I'm recording the podcast. And then there's that. <laughs> that's a big part of quarantine. Yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's... It's, I mean, you know, close quarters. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad both of us aren't, like, with strangers, though. Or Yeah. Yeah, it is, like... It is definitely a good time to be thankful for your living situations if it's something to be thankful for in your life, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yep, definitely. Because it's not something that um, everyone, yeah, has access to, but it is, it's like, it's a good reminder to be grateful for those kinds of things that you might, because that's like an easy one to forget about if it's like a nice, you know, if you're not, if it's not a dangerous situation that you're in yeah and we we both definitely have like strived to like leave home and go out on our own and and you know try to find the right living scenario and so it's like the fact that like the situation you're in and the situation I'm in like it wasn't always that way and we've both made choices for ourselves that you know have us in a good position right now we're we're both really lucky and that's a night that's fun feeling that a lot like because I can't control anything else right. so it's yeah. like okay it's you gotta <laughs> find that do you have you found like other ways to kind of um 
you know, like, I guess kind of like find a routine or like a way of kind of just coping by like finding things that you can still do. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the routine is like a thing where when other people describe like, get up, do your yoga, do this, blah, blah, blah. And like, it feels like, ah, I could never, you know, conform to that. I would like, I can't. And also it feels like, Hey, like no one's telling you to do anything. So like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Right. But then it's like, I really do do much better when I have some structure. <laughs> so um, luckily, like, because I'm, um, you know, uh, at my mom's house, I'm able to um, sort of, we adopted these two puppies in December, oh. uh, Cheddar and Marozia, uh, which is Conchetta and Marozia. So I call them the Conmarie girls as their hashtag for <laughs> all their cute pictures. Um, so we adopted them in December and it was like a totally like, we saw, we've been looking at Pet Finder and we saw like, um, it was just like, oh, but you know, it's not right to get another dog because we have one older dog, Zivon. Mm-hmm. And then um, in December, we saw the listing for like two sisters that were all scraggly, oh. but really adorable and named Selma and Louise. And it was like, <laughs> you have to adopt them together. And it was like, that seems ridiculous to do. But we just were like, but let's go meet them anyway. They're like 15 minutes away from our house. <laughs> so we did and we fell in love with them we got them and you know some of my mom's friends were like you're crazy you can't just adopt two dogs like and they've been on the streets and they don't know you know like it's so we've kind of since december like made a schedule of our lives around like we get up we take the dogs out we like take them for a walk or feed them and then um you know like garden and um make breakfast and coffee like sort of for everybody in the house and it's become like a lot more communal just since December like since getting these dogs because we're all sort of pitching in and you know so um it feels like very fateful that we followed our heart and our gut and got the dogs because like they make uh, (laughs) make this so much more bearable because of like they're very uh wacky and cheerful and like (laughs) all like the the little gray one just constantly licks you and then the little black one is just constantly chewing on things and eating things (laughs) like I mentioned off the (laughs) off the recording that she had a giant fur ball of things which included a crystal light wrapper um some easter plastic and um the key cap to my one of my laptop keys. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're very entertaining and ridiculous. And um, like, so just being able to revolve my day around taking care of them and the cats helps me take care of myself. Because mm-hmm. I think if I didn't have them or if I lived alone, it'd be so much easier for me to just like stay in bed all day. Yeah, totally. I really, I, I like my heart goes down to anyone who like, had to shelter in, in space in place whatever it's called um before they went, went at a time they didn't have a dog <laughs> like or a pet I mean especially yeah. a dog because the dog gets you like walking outside and like I think 
I mean, I think that there are people without dogs who are still trying to do that, like, and, and finding excuses to go and walk outside, but it's still, like, I think having a dog, it means you just have to. And so, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, which I, so that is definitely a thing that I think about a lot and Sam always is like they're she's talking about a dog so I'm just gonna make a lot of noise because <laughs> this is my my time to shine <laughs> like you called yeah you said my name <laughs> yeah. he didn't I didn't even say his name I am looking towards him so I think he thinks that I mean I probably if I wasn't doing that he wouldn't think that <laughs> I was talking about the, the dogs keep barking at the delivery people and um so we're always very apologetic and um we were outside gardening and a ups guy came by and the dogs were like all three of them on this long leash together that we put them on so that we can garden and they can like sort of follow us around and uh they um look like a like um I don't know, like guardians of the house. I don't know. And they're all in a row. And uh, so they were barking at the UPS guy. And I was like, they should be grateful. You're the reason. Or like you bring them like their treats from right. Chewy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, treats? I got treats in my truck. And he like, <laughs> he was like, so he hopped in and he grabs Ree and like disperses them. And so it's like. It kind of makes every interaction that we have with people really um, extra meaningful. Like we have um, a uh, a good friend lives uh, nearby and he'll walk by. Um, he's actually putting out a music video that I might be in. His name's Alex Eisenberg. He's a musician. Um, and uh, he, you know, we live nearby and he will like walk up and down uh, like by our house and, you know, smoking a cigarette or whatever. And so we'll say hi to each other. And I realized that it was like, it's like a video game, um, <laughs> like Animal Crossing, like when you're walking around the like neighborhood and like the other villager is there and you come over and it's like, hey, how's it going? Good. Do you want to chat? It's like, just saying hi. Bye-bye. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's like The Sims or whatever. Like, right, right. It might be like the only person I see in person at all that day. Like, and it's just very comforting. And like, um, so all that stuff has so much more value. And like, I started planting on one of our neighbors, like hills where all the like plants had died and nothing had gotten replanted so I just started putting like succulents that grow like crazy and don't need any water really um just like and then like because I started using that hill uh, another neighbor started planting tomatoes on that hill (laughs) and so it just feels like this kind of like very communal victory garden type (laughs) of thing that um like Ironically, I never really got to have that in Portland. Like every time um, I tried to, you know, like leave something in the laundry room for everybody as a present or something like no one ever like got on board with any of my <laughs> like I'd leave a free box or I'd like knock on the neighbor's door and <laughs> give them like a dinosaur. I don't remember. Like, and they were just like, oh, cool. So, and um, so, That's yeah, so like cute, it's though. um. <laughs> this kind of like nice community that I've like 
So I kind of have been building my day around, like, Aww. trying to, <laughs> yeah, like, just trying to get out and, you know, Be- eventually... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I and that's such a there's there's almost a that's almost like a beautiful kind of symbolism. It's like the symbolism of of like going and and doing the planting of like different seeds and then having other people you know come and do that planting and kind of like growing a community even when you don't have to be in the same space. <laughs> yeah, I love like, um, I I just like um love how much it's like we actually um when my mom and I were planting we had this neighbor that um uh we just sort of describe him as he's kind of acts like sort of like a Vietnam War veteran guy that's like a deadhead (laughs) and he wore a shirt that said like make America grateful with the grateful dead logo and it was like (laughs) is this a pro-Trump and Grateful Dead shirt or an anti-Trump pro-Grateful Dead shirt? So it's like, we kind of, and he always like tries to talk and he's got a very cute, like one of those dogs that looks like a little fluffy red fox kind of. And so like, but we always are trying to kind of avoid him. (laughs) Like, it's just like, oh God. And he's like, his like mom lived in the house until she died and then he moved in or something. And woodworks but it doesn't look like very good like uh, like he has like this bench that's like not that impressive but so the other day when we were out gardening um he was like you want a cactus (laughs) and we were just like yeah and then he's like you got a wagon I was like yeah and he's like so he was he like was like come with me and we're like ah and then he was like I'll just go get it we're like okay So he brought back this huge, like, kind of looks like a sea pick, like a bunch of sea cucumbers, like a twirly cactus thing that was like very, very prickly. And he just was like, loved that we were making sort of a community garden and um, wanted us to have it. And he said, I've had it for 30 years. Oh, and um, he was like, I'm moving. So but it was like, I think he's been saying he's been moving for like, a very long. Time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, like, we have that and one of our neighbors who's um, a nurse at a psychiatric hospital, and they're um, doing a ton of stuff with like, um, I think quite a few of their patients have the virus. Oh, no. And um, his Yeah, and his daughter lost her job as a a technical writer or something and so she's volunteering at the hospital with her dad and um because because he would come home and like stay away from her and her mom because he'd been you know at work with you know the patients and so she was like I can't stand idly by anymore I need to go and so that neighbor he brings us some cuttings from his garden and um like it's just been a very cool experience that like we kind of had before enriched by the fact that these are the only people we're seeing right right and that's like a good kind of reminder of like the hyper local too and like that that's always there but we forget about it and I feel like yeah having having this as an opportunity for the kind of community it's yeah, it is kind of funny that that we have both the hyper local and the like global. <laughs> it's all yeah. We have that weird um like 
I mean, I guess those that's always present, but it's just so extreme right now, <laughs> like that <laughs> that combination. Like, um, yeah, of like your local environment and the global environment being weirdly always like ever present and close, um, but like it's so much more extreme <laughs> on both ends now. Um, <laughs> totally. But yeah, okay, so the question, though, of this podcast, because this sounds like a very beautiful and lovely, um, like, existence <laughs> during COVID, but what Thanks. do you miss now, like, now that you can't do anything other than guard? I mean, everything you said was beautiful, so that's not to denigrate anything oh, you said. You. <laughs> but what do you, what, what do you miss at this point? <laughs> um... Well, I mean, I definitely was trying to be on the bright side in terms right. of that. It's definitely not, um, you know, oh, it's not right. definitely not a replacement for, or, you know, for right. life before COVID. Um, but um, I get, I mean, like, it's interesting because I don't drive. And so I've always been very dependent on um other people and I was like getting ready to try and get my license again you know and now all of that has stopped and so to an extent that's kind of a pressure off me for right now um but uh, I do you know like so in I won't even say it's superficial because I guess it's kind of the obvious because it's to support myself and family and whatever but I do miss um from a financial and keeping myself going level is like it was about to be pilot season and last year as an actor um I was getting a lot of work uh a couple of tv roles and a commercial and it was like so exciting for me and so I had just finished some classes at UCB and I was so ready to jump into auditions for um, more tv shows and I actually had an audition for a cell phone company um, <laughs> like the day before the official quarantine. Oh my gosh. So I remember the casting director, he was like, you know, we're all going to get it. And I understand if you don't want to stand too close to the person in this audition. Like it was like we were talking. It feels like a zombie movie because it's like <laughs> people are kind of talking about it. Yeah. But it hasn't, nobody's fully worried. It's just like, Right. Oh, this is kind of a thing going on. And it was pouring rain that day, too. So it was, like, so weird. And I had hand sanitizer with me, too. But it was still, like, am I being weird? <laughs> um, <laughs> By, and, like, uh, worrying about being there? <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because even if I, like, I didn't get the get the part, but they probably didn't film it because that was the day before, you know. Right. So, um, uh, you know, I was really set up to be um auditioning for exciting projects and um I missed that and I also was um gonna open for Portland musician Olivia Aubrey she was supposed to come on tour and she was gonna play at the hi-hat in um what is it in Highland Park um so I really wanted to play there I was so excited um and uh so it's like you know I just released my album. I um, had other gigs lined up and, you know, there is to an extent that freeing like, well, I don't have to worry about any of that. Right. But as creatives and artists, we like to, 
we like a bit yeah. of that stress and then make cool things and right. you know put put our work out there um and I've always like been very online and putting my stuff out there online but feeling like oh do people even really click on it but now mm. nobody has anything else to do but click on my <laughs> stuff so people mean. will become bored enough that they're like hey I, I guess I haven't listened to this <laughs> I know that's so, what I'm hoping for too but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so I mean like people have been engaging when I shared Citizen White came like people were like this is cool oh. I was like no no you guys never like like my post <laughs> like come on so Everyone's um bored on the internet now <laughs> exactly it's been it's been cool I mean to an extent yeah. um but, but you don't get that like in person like people you don't get to actually interface with people out offline at all yeah and then um i got together a really good band kyle on bass casey from my old man shady characters on drums um and then our newer friend rick who's also a comedian rick wood um incredible guitarist and also just solo musician he's been like going live on his instagram and it's amazing but so we had put together we played like one and a half gigs together and the half was like we did a live stream gig once and we also did um a gig where rick wasn't there <laughs> so it's like the kind of counts it kind of doesn't but right. so it was like but then we opened for jonah ray in january oh. and um he was doing his you can't call me owl weird owl like punk version <laughs> um, and so that was so much fun and our band was so fun and like but we still had stuff to work on and so we um the day of my audition the day before like the official california you know social distancing we were gonna have band practice that night and it was like hey with everything that's going on let's hold it off Right. And it's just so weird because that was going to be our last band practice, like, for now. And so oh. I really feel, you know, and I also, um, you know, have recently gotten engaged. And we were in early stages of planning a wedding. So it's like yeah, a lot of that. So. Congrats. Yeah. I don't know if I've like, really talked to Thank you. you. <laughs> it's been a world, maybe a internet congrats i don't know i don't yeah because i'm like only slightly on the internet now and i feel like so i want to officially <laughs> thank you very you. much and i'm also taking credit for your engagement <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like anyone listening was just like what the hell <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah. my gosh but I'm... it's gonna be 10 years since you introduced me to kyle oh my this gosh. This July, wow. it'll be 10, 10 years since you pulled me into a conversation with him at a yeah. comic book store for the <laughs> midnight release of Scott Pilgrim. Though to be, to, to give myself a little less credit, we kind of met him at the same time, really. <laughs> it was more what happened. Yeah. yeah, it was like you introduced me, but it's like, eh, but you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like I can, I can still, I can still say I was there at the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah. I would have found my way, o- like I kind of found my way over, but I was feeling very like glum, like no one wanted to talk to me anyway. So. Oh, are you moving that? Oh. 
What happened? Oh. I don't. I think it might. Oh, have sorry. Like... Try the FaceTime. <laughs> oh no, that's so funny. <laughs> sorry, I got a new phone. Oh. Um, because another thing was like the quarantine was suddenly like our dog, the one that eats everything, she started throwing up, and we had to like text a vet and then take her to the vet. And then my other dog got hurt, the old dog, and so. Um, we had to take her to the vet and on the way, my phone fell in the toilet out of my pocket. Oh no. Uh, so I had to get a new phone, but, um, I didn't have a phone for a couple of days, like Easter weekend, which was very freeing. <laughs> <laughs> but so I have a new phone and the touchscreen is weird. So sorry. Oh, oh, but no worries. <laughs> but, oh gosh. Well, that's, you know, new phone, new you, new year, new decade, a new... Exactly. <laughs> dogs <laughs> new me new that's how... yeah there's i could keep going but um, <laughs> yeah oh that's gosh. the whole podcast yeah <laughs> it's a time new antibody <laughs> yeah oh yeah new like cells probably <laughs> new strains yeah oh new oh, strains yeah. the noble coronavirus it is a new strain yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is a time of of new newness. <laughs> of new it's going to be my year. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I know everyone I'm listening to podcasts in January right now cuz I'm so behind on all my podcasts. <laughs> and I just love how people are like we're going to be doing shows and we're like looking forward to this and that and I'm like, "Oh, you don't know yet. <laughs> you none of this is going to be happening." <laughs> It's so weird. It's so like the last restaurant I went to was uh, with Amelia, and it, um, its theme is like that it has a bunch of like junk and stuff. But like, <laughs> like it, it's just like a really cheesy sort of diner that's full of stuff from like thrift stores and abandoned to pieces of like cars and oh. um is, and the menu is handwritten like we went to, <laughs> and then like um and it's just so weird to be like that's the last restaurant I sat in it was like a <laughs> junkyard themed diner um and so many things I'm just glad that I did um because I do talk myself out of doing a lot of stuff so it is weird to be like Oh, I'm so, like, in January, I think, is when we did SF Sketch Chris and, and the Specscript podcast. And it's, like, I could have so easily talked myself out of going to San Francisco and for money reasons or whatever. And um, it was very special. So it's, like, I'm definitely learning a lot of lessons about seizing the day, but also seizing a nap when you need <laughs> That's, I mean, that's really the perfect combination to figure out is <laughs> when to do one and when to do the other. Exactly. I feel like also, I don't know, um, you know, about some people's experience before all of this, but I was very uh, doing a lot of volunteering and work for the primary elections. Oh, yeah. Um, for a local assemblywoman that Kyle was helping run her campaign. And then also for Bernie. Right. And so I was doing like so much phone banking and um, canvassing um, and social media work for the assembly person or the wannabe assembly person. And then it didn't work out. Yeah. And so like I spent um, 
the last couple of days before the quarantine, um, like at home working my day job, which is on the computer um, and phone banking for Bernie. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I could have been out with friends doing stuff. But, I'm but then <laughs> at least like the quarantine was just kind of an arbitrary time where they decided to do it. So theoretically, you could have been more at risk if you went out with friends at that time. Like it's probably still like the a safer bet to be indoors of that <laughs> that's true I really do like I you know I we could have been like you know traveling somewhere I'm so grateful that, yeah. that I was stuck at home right I, I mean that's and, I had a similar experience too where right before the quarantine it was like I was gonna it was my few days to like kind of rest and I was like okay well I don't have a lot going on and so this is right before I have a whole lot of like improv stuff happening and I have like a really busy schedule <laughs> and like I was looking <laughs> forward to it um and this was like the few days that I was like I think it was like that entire it was like four or five days that were like my four or five days nothing's going on and those were literally the four or five days before <laughs> the quarantine started so like instantly the second those days ended and it was about to be all this stuff like one every <laughs> single thing I had got canceled and it's like I I it was so such a weird week and I um was um like I cried myself on like ever since I was a kid I was always like a prepper like if I got candy from like the ice cream truck or something would sell candy so I'm in my neighborhood and I would like save it in my go bag because like, it was like there could be a fire or whatever I might have to run away right I did the same thing I wonder if it's a southern California thing yeah just like oh because there was always that threat of like yeah, fire, fire yeah. earthquake <laughs> right exactly you never know Northridge earthquake yeah and so like um when it started to kind of be talked about my mom was actually like concerned and she's never concerned like she'll like sleep through fire evacuations she'll be like whatever right. um, like wildfires not house fires and um right right so she was like I'm actually kind of concerned we went to Dollar Tree and we got some like canned goods and stuff like that but I wasn't in prepper mode I grabbed hand sanitizer I'm glad I did that but it a part of me is like damn like I could have done a better job like protecting my family I have a lot of that that's like not a downside of living with family during this but it's a if I didn't live with my family I'd be very worried about them from right. far and feel very helpless but since I'm here there's also that fear of like did I wash my hands enough when I picked up that package am right. I putting them at risk and then you know the first week and second week like it was hard to be on the same page with like my brother about like you can't go out or you can't stay here like with our mom and with you know like so right. it's a very weird like situation yeah. of <laughs> always kind of being like am I doing a good enough job protecting my family and it's yeah. weird and myself but it's but yeah oh, having the family makes it really that's it's hard and like I think about that a lot when I talk to my sister because she's more in your position right now like mm -hmm. with our family and um yeah I mean I don't I like don't envy that because it's so hard like and it makes you more like hyper vigilant and it's really difficult to like because it's one thing if it's just your own health or like the health mm -hmm. of like someone else who's like your age and like non-immunocompromised so like that it's like mm -hmm. we can handle this but like when it is someone like that 
when you are with someone who is more at risk, like the the fear of that, it just seems like it makes it more ever present. Um, and and I think it's yeah. a lot easier to have that emotional distance when you don't have the when you know you're like we could get through this even if I got it. So you know, like the stakes don't feel as high, and so it's 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 a lot harder when they don't feel like when they are higher. You know, just like literally are higher stakes. Totally, and and it's like I it's hard to, I mean, it's good to remember that, like, just you individually staying home is good, and it's helping, and it's helping your family, whether they're far, like, so it's, like, it's very easy to feel helpless, and, like, you're not doing enough when it's, like, we're doing the best thing that we can right now. Right, and, like, I think also it's important to remember when all this is that it's, like, it's you know it's kind of like it's the virus's fault and you know you can blame the government and our healthcare system and I think that's fair but I think that once you start blaming individuals I think that's when it it kind of takes the um focus off the people who really should be accountable which is the healthcare system and the government you know like it's yeah I think that that's really they can do a lot more to prevent this than in any individual can. And, and I think like making sure that people are, are safe is, you know, it's, it's hard on a lockdown as much as, as hard as it is when, you know, it, the virus is going around, you know, because like lockdowns create a whole bunch of other problems. So, so like, I think that accountability of like kind of everyone every citizen is given a bad choice you know like this is a not a good choice because lockdowns can be really harmful for some people and the virus obviously can be really harmful for other people and a lot of the people that a lot of that's the same people who now have to like decide between you know a terrible situation and a terrible situation and like remembering that that's like um you know that's not like I don't know just like that the emotional burden of like making sure everyone's safe shouldn't just be on like the individuals it should also be on like the powers that can actually do more <laughs> to like address this if that makes sense absolutely I feel like I haven't heard anybody say um what you said of like what it comes down to it's the virus fault and it's like People, I mean, I, I think people always are trying to, in, in general, with public health and, I don't know, personal health, whatever, they're always trying to police, like, I'm just concerned about your health. That's why I don't like that you are eating that junk food, or I'm concerned about, um, or like, um, you're doing, you know, if you eat red meat, it's going to give you cancer, and that's why you have cancer, and you should feel bad, or you need to, you didn't fight the cancer hard enough. Like, all of that rhetoric is. Uh, or rhetoric is so um it's always you know acting like you know it's victim blaming people you know that have different health issues or whatever acting like it's in some way their fault or the environment or like their decision and we are doing that with coronavirus like it's I understand being like oh that person was out protesting coronavirus and now they have it and they died I've seen people say like, ha ha about that. And it's like, that's just, it's all very tragic. <laughs> like, it's right. very unfortunate. And, um, and yeah. And then some people that died cause they were out and got exposed to it. It's like, it, you know, like they might have died cause you know, a week before the quarantine, they were exposed to it. Like we don't, 
Right. No, like we're we're always trying to assign some blame or explanation that doesn't fall on either the virus itself and how upsetting it is that you know that diseases exist, right. and then also the yeah the people in power that we should be focusing on. And I mean, I think that was emotionally what kind of broke me in the first two weeks was that I had been doing so much phone banking for Bernie and. Um, then to like have the primary fall apart the way it did and have this doubling down on Joe Biden being like, we're at war with the virus. We need to double down on, you know, I'm going to beat it just like me and Obama beat all those other viruses and <laughs> pandemics. And it just felt like all of this hard work and all of this, you know, like people opening their minds to uh, Medicare for all. You know, like it just felt like right. that's going out the window and now it's just Trump and Biden saying really stupid, uh, unscientific things. And uh, so yeah. I felt really hopeless about um, politics and people getting the help they need and, you know, progress moving forward with the world. Um, even the fact that like probably a week or so before the virus, if you had asked me what would be like um, – the solution to so much of the world's problems, I'd be like, we all need to have mass public transit. And, like, <laughs> we don't need cars. And, like, it's all this true, stuff though, and still. Communal, it, it's still true, but, like, now all the bus drivers are dying. And, like, it's so, like, yeah. um, everyone is, like, stay as far away from each other. Stay in your little individual cars. And so it just, I felt very, like, frustrated and, like, everything was being turned upside down that, I had been fighting for like yeah. just that week before. Um, and so it took some time for me to like accept um, like that change can take a long time or, you know, yeah. change takes a long time, but then when it happens, it feels really fast. Like, right. you know, the way that we've seen, you know, <laughs> queer rights and issues, yeah. like it has been taking forever, but then it also suddenly feels like, wow only a couple of years ago the world was like blah 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 so it's right. like and when we find yeah continue sorry oh no 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 just i was just thinking that like i think both of bernie's campaigns though are going to be in that like you know it's going to be like when you look back at like um i don't know prop eight or I, just these fights where it felt like so hopeless but like actually having those fights i guess prop eight was just like bad because it was just getting rid of a law but you know like it, it still felt hopeless or it yeah felt like this is just the way it's gonna be i guess right right and i think that like but I think that there was always people laying that groundwork and it was becoming more and more conversation. And, and, you know, I think also maybe even with like gay marriage, that was something that was as a issue, you know, cause for a while it was just like getting it so that you wouldn't be fired. Like, you know, you could like, yeah. say, you know, it's really basic stuff. Like was more like that it was a hate crime, you know, if you killed, like, it's just, yeah. Like you weren't yeah. talking about super, like, you know, going over the top. And I think in some ways, like actually the fight for gay marriage and all lot of ways help to like have it become more of like a thing about instead of looking at all the horrible you know stuff that was going on it, it put it you know it, it, it that is a cool it. perspective yeah like, I mean because I've seen some people be like upset like some people like that reframing and some people are like it makes it seem like all we care about is 
the right to love or you know love 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 is love like right i see it but it's very true though that like there were domestic partnerships and people not getting the same rights that they you know should have had but then it was like but we also need to we do need to like grapple with homophobia being just like the way of the land right Uh, right like even if you give people rights if you still are treating them like shit which is so much of like uh okay slavery is is illegal but we're still gonna be super racist and have (laughs) right right we still have like basically slavery and prisons and all that yeah (laughs) yeah so it's like if we didn't make it okay like if we yeah so we need all of it we need the you know even though rainbow washing of like now target's got rainbows like that sucks but it also you know kids get to go to target and see that and not feel bad about themselves so it's like it's all very yeah and and I feel like the Bernie definitely has taken the whole, like, you know, because he's not even, like, as much of a socialist as a lot of, like, real socialists say. Right. Like, but he's taken on that burden. Um, and right. uh, <laughs> sorry, a cat jumped out of a tunnel and the dog oh. chased it and jumped on a piece of art wooden art that's the sound oh, that's, so that's the sound of a full house okay <laughs> i've got the baby um, and now she puts her tongue in my throat okay go back down um yeah like i feel like um bernie took so much of that um the you know flack and attacks that would be on leftists to normalize it right. so that like we actually have real leftists and democratic socialists running for office and yeah and like, AOC is going to be our next president so like that's cool <laughs> that that's going to happen <laughs> uh, I wish there were an age restriction like no well stupid. she's still I mean I have no faith in Joe Biden so I'm still on that she's going to be our <laughs> next president sorry to everyone yeah. who really does not want Trump to be elected again but... <laughs> it's like, uh, so many people keep saying to me like Okay then, who are you gonna are you gonna vote for Trump? It's like, no. Like, <laughs> why, why would you vote for Trump? Like, I'm literally set, and people saying like a vote, not voting for Joe Biden is voting for Trump, and I saw like a, but not voting is for Trump is a vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, <laughs> like, okay, I won't vote for Trump, which will be a vote for, for Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which also, I hate that argument, because anytime there's a weak candidate, people just are like, well, it's because people didn't want to vote, because our candidate yeah. sucked. And it's like, okay, <laughs> so, like, like that's, it's just, how do you argue with those that kind of logic? <laughs> like, it's like, maybe what the solution is, is to have a better candidate, instead of blaming everyone. Again, it's like, yeah. you know, blaming people, like blaming people who might have like you know mental health issues that need to like go out and see like you know go to be with friends right now you know it's like that's that's kind of what it feels like you know where you're like this is not where we should be caring like about you know yeah but yeah I that's a weird comparison but I I do think that like um I I think that what Bernie has done is um is still going to be very important historically and um I think that like that work is not 
I, I don't think it's for not at all. I think it is really important. And I think that like he will be an important figure because I can't imagine that in 2024 there won't be like a very socialist like, you know, probably, you know, I think it's going to be AOC, but, um, but, you know, I think that that's, that the likelihood of maybe, I, and, you know, I really do think even the, you know, the, the Democratic nominee, like the one who wins the primary is going to be much more socialist. And I feel like that couldn't have happened without Bernie. So like, that is still very important work, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel like, um, like so much just keeps changing basically every week um and that definitely was happening with the primary and so when people say to me like oh you're just gonna vote for trump then or who are you gonna whatever and it's like i don't know anything i mean like i don't know if joe biden could survive this next week i don't know any like we already have a senile president why do we need a different one it's just so um and with plastic surgery and yeah and it's like i so it's like everything's changing and the primary is the like you know and kyle's a political scientist like it's the most unprecedented primary ever and with this pandemic and it's like the rules are changing every second to the extent that we had andrew yang running um with ubi universal basic income which a lot of leftists didn't like it because they felt like it was a simplification of that premise but it's like either way we need it like yeah. or, you know we should have it seemed like yang was a little more i mean he's pro uh like health care for all but it's like there is this idea of like if we give you this much money a month everything will be fine and we know that's not true right but it's still like the fact that he was normalizing ubi which is a totally like very fringe um, like socialist exactly. <laughs> yeah 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 and then um and then like you know he drops out but he actually got really far and everyone ignored that he was a you know a person of color and all the stuff right. and then um like we have a pandemic and suddenly we're given UBI. Like, a stimulus tr- like, yeah, yeah. and so it really feels like oh there are no rules right now like it could go I mean like I could see Trump he's talked about like canceling college debt he's talked to, and like i wouldn't be surprised if he did it just to spite joe biden <laughs> because they, like he has that's no, what joe biden yeah. should really do is he should just campaign on the most conservative stuff just to get trump <laughs> to be like oh no don't like that be like i think we should be that's we true. definitely shouldn't have universal basic income <laughs> this would be hor- just really just lean into all the republican stuff so that trump will be like oh no i don't like that yeah it's so funny like he is trump has such trump just wants people to like him so yeah. he will say anything, anything. literally yeah. anything. And <laughs> so it's like it's and i feel like a lot of mainstream uh political democrats they think that like i'm just gonna say to trump that he's a liar orange-faced <laughs> man and he's gonna who you know I'm, he's and gonna feel so something. bad yeah. yeah that he'll and it's like no you have to you kind of have to not stoop to his level but you have to like He's a troll. Yeah, he's just an internet troll, baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's a reality show host, too. And I feel like, you know, he... Yeah, I mean, it's just... It really is truly just, like, you can't... You can't, like, play his game entirely because... But we're not Republicans, so we're never really playing his game no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, 
yeah, it's super weird. And like, there's this idea that like conservatives are against the quarantine, like conservative people, because so many of them have had those like protests. Right. But it's like, I feel like it's just like a, I won't say like dumb people and smart people. I feel like it's just like, I know plenty of conservative family members that are quarantining and, you know, totally want to do that. And I think like, it's more of a science literacy issue that other people don't, you know, like, and there are liberals that are getting frustrated with, you know, like different aspects of the the quarantine and, and, you know, questioning certain aspects of it, um, or maybe even it strategically, like given, I mean, I got to show my hand a little bit I to, to sympathize with the liberal <laughs> wing of the questioning it a little bit, given the fact that, like, South Korea did not do any quarantining. So, you know, there is a question of even if it's the right, like, I mean, not to say that, I mean, part of the problem is we don't have the testing. So, like, we don't, we're not equipped yeah. to deal with it in a, in the actual correct way. But it is, like, to critique the quarantine. There's also very valid critiques as well. So it's like, yeah, it's that combination of, like, it is def, this is definitely not a party line thing. Like, there's so many yeah. different, like, <laughs> yeah, perspectives. <laughs> I feel like we, when we talk about it, like, it is a party line thing. It's kind of like, I that's not gonna that's just gonna make people yeah it's gonna make people like feel like well I'm a Republican so I guess I'm supposed to (laughs) like be against when it's just like Trump was is the reason we're having a lot of the quarantine you know so it's like a weird yeah it doesn't help anyone and and also yeah like you're saying with some of the liberal questions and concerns about quarantine like um I'm pro questioning everything the government right. says. Like the government is has has a bad history of lying to people and treating them yeah. like experiments and right whatever yeah. the healthcare system too. Like there's, I mean, there's good places to point. And you know, I mean, the polarization like is we have you know all the problems in government right now are because we're so polarized and it's stuff like this where you have to like mm. take a step back and I just worry when liberals give in to the polarization idea like the fact that there is something inherently like opposites like that it is some sort of binary that everyone falls squarely on one side or the other you know and that like that's the toxic thing that put us in this position in the first place <laughs> and like I think to like constantly remember that like you that also Trump literally will say completely different he'll say the exact opposite of what he said like (laughs) earlier in the day so like the idea that like we have to then believe two different things on the same day also is it's just ridiculous it's just so like yeah it makes it like complete then we're basically Trump because we're saying we just believe the same things he does just in an opposite order (laughs) like the one in the we he does the one in the morning and we do it at night vice versa yeah it's like and I hear like his supporters defending those conflicting views like it's always just like like bring you like just I love that like he was like it'll be open by Easter and it's like one he doesn't give a shit about Easter he has no god like money's his god but it's like it was so arbitrary and then it like plays into this like moral kind of like well people should like they have to go and worship on Easter like it's a moral yeah and it's like what this is so (laughs) weird and yeah also it's like what I liked about you know whenever Bernie has talked about talking to and dealing with foreign leaders or dictators or whatever it's very much like a him wanting to 
open a dialogue and have an ongoing dialogue. And the fact that like, we don't know what's going on with China or whatever. Um, and it's like, well, Trump is so combative with China constant. Like, of course they're not telling us anything. Like we're in a, always in a state of, uh, conflict with, and like bravado with these people that it's like, how, how are we supposed to like, yeah, like... those communications? Though I have a lot of problems with China's government as well. I don't trust oh, them. Oh, yeah. You've been, you've been there, right? <laughs> yeah, though not, um, though in like 2009 or so, so, so different. Yeah. It was, but I mean, you could see the beginnings of stuff that's just so extreme now, like, you know, because censorship, but like just, the, I mean, that was before the concentration camps and, and all that, you know, so... I definitely don't trust China's, like, government, especially, like, when it comes to also, like, them giving, like, you know, the, first of all, the methods that they use, I think, were really problematic, and also just, like, the amount of information that they, like, didn't, I think they're very selective about the kinds of how information gets out, um, you yeah. know, so that is, so I definitely don't trust China very much to give us a good <laughs> sense of what's going on there, um, but, yeah, but I do think that, like, that kind of speaks to, like, looking at all these different situations and seeing how certain authoritarian governments, like, the oil mm -hmm. thing, it does oh make me God. laugh so hard. I have to, I'll be I'll be confident not okay I have to be careful I guess with how I phrase so my job that I just got laid off from which was sad because uh it was uh easy and <laughs> I could work from home and but yeah. yeah it involved um you know uh being able to you know see people physically like I was a concierge but it was able it was you know making appointments for people and um we had like the most rude client and like most uh because it was like a very rich client that was like very demanding and flaky and like would le make appointments and then just not show up for them oh, and fine. people would have like you know traveled all this way for the appointment you know all this stuff and um they like you know tried to like yeah they and they bailed on us and then sent a really sassy letter after we charged their account being like, I'm in oil and gas. We're being hit very hard. Like, <laughs> it, like, uh, like poor me, I'm a victim. Like, even though she has like several homes, like it's like, and now, um, and, uh, so that was like, just like, wow. Like, like I said about like how everything can change any minute, like right. a minute ago, this woman is bossing me around and the next minute she, her own, like, the business that she's known luxury for, like, it can just go away and... Yeah, nothing's certain in this world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was quite, quite, like, a yeah, such a feeling. So I don't That's... miss having to deal with those types of clients, at least. Yeah. And even if they're losing their money, I'm sure that might make them ruder. <laughs> <if> yeah. <not. laughs> it was so, like, oh, it was so funny. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah, it is very like, it is definitely a Schoenfreude thing where it's, you know, it's like there's certain things like, you know, it's like succession or something where you're like, I can't truly <laughs> feel bad about your life. <laughs> you're lost here. <laughs> it's not, I it's was, um, it's funny, like the only show I keep thinking of when I'm thinking of like, what if TV doesn't come back? Which of course would be like very upsetting for me job wise <laughs> well, as yeah. well. And, and as a huge TV fan. But it was like, what if they never filmed another season of Succession? <laughs> I was genuinely like, Oh my gosh, no. okay. So uh, just thinking, since we haven't actually done any improv scenes yet, what if we did the <laughs> new season of Succession? <laughs> yes! Should, okay, because I have seen the first two seasons, so should do we want to caveat it as a spoiler for season two? Not that we're going to spoil season three that doesn't exist yet, but we will spoil <laughs> I imagine we probably have to like, spoil the end Just of a little bit. season two. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's see what um, what's going on with Succession. What what where are we now? Where um, they would be quarantined. Oh yeah, they're gonna be maybe qu- in. Where would they be quarantined? Oh wow. Would they like? Um, well, they have a private plane, so I guess they could still fly around they could i feel like maybe a summer home in the hamptons like that's what a lot of rich people which were some of my clients um they were because it was an online job they were like in new york and then they escaped to their summer home in the hamptons (laughs) so that they would be or some of them like to their summer home in florida or their compound in texas (laughs) i wonder if they would go to different summer homes or if they would all be in the same one for Um, the sake of improv they could be in the same one I guess yeah yeah okay so I could be Kendall um who do you want to be <laughs> um it's so funny because I also was thinking Kendall just okay oh do you voice. want me to no, be no, someone I don't else have to be, no if you're okay I could be could be Logan <laughs> yeah okay I'll be Logan <laughs> okay this is good this is the really the heart of the yeah. emotional <laughs> I wish someone would animate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, if anyone wants to do that. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, Dad, are you proud of me? For what? You're just around here. You're just, you know, microwaving prepared meals from uh, Hello Fresh. Right, what's the rich people? From Blue Apron. They're not. <laughs> you haven't done fuck all since this damn quarantine and we haven't been able to film any new shows. Well, we've been trying to report on the the story as it happens, Dad. And I know that it seemed like I there was a hostile takeover of the company, but I feel like you definitely <laughs> really did. You were trying to hint at this from me. <laughs> To me to take over. I feel like you wanted this. I didn't want any of this. I didn't think that I'd be spending my golden years trapped in a goddamn Adirondack house with a fucking uh, this guy. I think I'm talking about Tom. Fucking Tom. Uh, Well, Tom's (laughs) just, he's been very, um... What has he been up to? He's been very stressed out by the 
<laughs> what's going on with the cruise ships, I think. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I never... I didn't think that... I was like, of course you would try to take over when the fucking world is falling apart. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is, seems to be seems to be my lot in life that I get I only get what I want when it's no longer <laughs> something that I, I want in, in truth that's right you could never finish anything you could never follow through on anything if I were when I was a young boy during the Spanish flu because I'm very old yeah. I uh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't let it stop me. I still sold newspapers on the corner for a nickel. And they were supposed to cost a two cents, but I sold it for a nickel anyway. Okay, Dad. So there. Where's I, that spirit? I've, I've, I've just... There's only so much I can do. I've, I've just tried to talk to our helicopter operator guy, and he says <laughs> that we can't leave here. And, and so I... It's just everyone is on lockdown and and working like did you know that like we we have some of this technology we own some of this technology it's terrible have you ever tried to like do a zoom call it's so bad <laughs> zoom call i don't need to do fucking zoom call whatever they want they can just facetime me I don't <laughs> <fucking>. <laughs> well well, you they can't FaceTime you because you mess with the company and our stakeholders kicked you out. Oh, just again with the whining. Just go go get me a burger. Okay, I'll get you a burger. From down the street. I can't believe I am, like, can I, just, can I just say that, like, I'm not supposed to be near you if I get this virus? So maybe Here's can me. I just leave and go somewhere else? Always running away. Yeah. Just like your brothers. The only one that has the right thing going on is Siobhan. I know, Dan. Why didn't you make her the president? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it would have been a very smart idea. <laughs> but she wasn't ready. She didn't have it. I don't think any of you have it, actually. I don't know what exactly I want. Yeah, that seems like that's a, a big thing about you. <laughs> you just want <laughs> to control people. It's the only way I get off. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, um, what's our oldest brother's that we always forget about's name? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh... <laughs> the one that's running for president? Yeah, he, he's one? president now. <laughs> yeah, in this universe. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he's just like his mother. <laughs> President? Yeah. <laughs> his mother was Reagan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it's weird so when you you were dated Reagan. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I got my my big conservative production company you know <laughs> my big news network oh yeah I guess that makes sense yeah <laughs> oh, they well. gave to me. our whole family's where's... history is coming together it's true now where's, where's your cousin Craig what's his name yeah your cousin, cousin Craig. Craig 
Um, hey, it's Oh, me. Greg, yes, Greg. It's me, Greg, oh, hi. Oh. Are you on your little twi- What are you playing, that Animal Crossing game? Um, uh... Um, yeah, um, playing Animal Crossing, Mr. Why Logan. Why you go out? Oh, Mr. Logan, you know, you can call me... Un- what is that? Uncle Funny. I don't know, like, Uncle... <laughs> um, yeah, okay, Uncle Funny. <laughs> Uh, you can, yeah. Why don't you go out and get a job? Um, uh, Just sitting around here. Go to the gym. Um, well, they, they're, um, the, they're, the gyms are not, um, open right now. They're open, oh. Oh, I see. Oh, yes, the, the virus. Yeah, the virus. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not, um, yeah, so... Um, is it okay, uh, is it okay if I don't have a jump and I'm just here? Yeah, yeah, you know, just, uh, just, uh, why don't you tell your father that, uh, you're just here eating out of my refrigerator and, you know, staying in my guest house and, uh, see what the, uh, see what the old, uh, Green New Dealer has to say about that. Um... Okay, uh, okay, I can tell, um, I can tell him if, if you'd like me to. No, no, don't, don't bother, just, just sit, just relax, fine. Oh, okay, Th- uh, thank you. <laughs> funny, <laughs> Uncle Funny. <laughs> yeah, sure. You gotta stop messing with him. <laughs> He's a good kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> he reminds me of you. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll take that, um, as an insult. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. Now, uh, got any of those whores that you're bringing around the house? Um, they're not whores, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, you don't. It's not like they know how how wealthy we are or anything. Um, yeah, no. Um, they do know how wealthy we are. <laughs> well, don't let them near the silverware. Just keep an eye. Okay. On them. <laughs> you're just bitter because your love life has been bad recently. <laughs> no, no, I... That's none of your business, actually. What, uh... I actually... I wanted it to go down that way with Holly Hunter. Exactly... Exactly what I wanted. Sure. Everything is exactly how you wanted. Including my rebellious moment. Where I threw you under the bus. Yet somehow you were planning that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Was all... And you know... That was maybe the only moment that I felt almost proud of you, my boy. Almost proud my, of me. Yeah, my only son. You have two other sons. The only one who tried to hit Papa where it hurts. And for that, I almost respect you. Um, what would make you respect me? Once again, I really don't know. <laughs> I'm quite the wild card. See, in, in Scotland or whatever I'm from, I think you're from we Scotland. don't. Yeah, we 
We share our love. We express it through, you know, a very aged cheese from a, a very aged goat. And when you serve it, that's how you know that that person maybe had a feeling for you or something. We don't, we don't use flowery words. We don't, you know, I'm not gonna write you a fucking poem. Right. So if that's what you fucking want, you just fucking jump out of the fucking building. Okay, for, Dad. Oh, fuck, I care. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks for this talk. You're welcome. Um, if you could just get me a burger, that would be good. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably how it's going to be. <laughs> I think so. What if they do a Skype version or a Zoom version where all the people are calling it? That would be so funny if they, oh my god, like trying to do like prestige dramas over Zoom. <laughs> I really, I feel like anything could happen. Oh my god, I want <laughs> try to think of like what, what are other shows that would be very funny to try to do over Zoom. <laughs> Very impractical. Um, what what are some of the? Yeah, I can't think of the dramas right now. Yeah. Um, or just prestige. They made. I know they made it like the last season of Westworld. Oh, is it the wait the most recent season or is it the final season? I think the most recent. season. Okay, not like not the last season. Like it's the final one. Yeah, I think I think so. But I don't oh, okay. Fully know. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. Westworld's oh, gonna be weird. Yeah, I I lost track of Westworld a while ago, so I haven't been following. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the world did something happened. We just yeah. all stopped caring about Westworld. Yeah, who was just like, oh, okay, I, I don't think you're going to stick the landing. I'm just going to. It was kind of like a lost uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was like, oh, I get it. I, I, I think I get. The whole thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did definitely feel like a show at a certain point. You were like, okay, that's, yep, I got it. <laughs> this is a, it didn't feel like you needed to keep, like, I think everyone at a certain point was just like, yeah, this, I understand this now, and I don't feel very, like, I need to continue watching it. Yeah, I was like, I would think twice if before I was mean to a robot, and there you go. Like, yeah. no one should be mean to a thing that can maybe have feelings or not. That's right. a good message. Well, that's, and, a, yeah. yeah, be nice to Siri or something, maybe, is the moral yeah. of the story. Yeah. Yeah, don't take things out on theory. It's not her fault. That's why I switch it to a male voice so I can still get mad at it and not feel guilty. <laughs> oh my gosh, I saw somebody, uh, I think a friend of mine on Twitter, saying like that they um, were talking to their friend who had an Alexa, and they like were like, Alexa, play blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what song it was. Like, uh, oh, it was like, Alexa, play Who Let the Dogs Out? And then they just hung up on the Zoom call. So it started playing on their friend's Alexa. <laughs> I just left. <laughs> That's such a good... Well, because, like, you're not even... It's You're you supposed to wear headphones, so it doesn't... You don't get all that feedback. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Wow, I guess that friend was just like, 
That's a good way to punish someone who both has an Alexa and also doesn't put headphones on when they're on a Exactly. They're like, these are best practices. And then they hang up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God, though. That would be so – that would be very funny to do that to, like, anyone. You would just have to know which, like, which name to say, you know, like, but any time someone that you're getting feedback from someone just like, like, hey, Siri, play. (laughs) And just make the 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 someone's thing go off anytime, but you can think, tell who it is when you have like a multiple people because then it will like be whoever's talking. Because does this happen yet to you where it like it echoes because someone's not wearing headphones? Um, where, where the Alexa does? Or no, no, Siri? the Zoom like on a Zoom. Oh, call. the Zoom where it, um, no, not yet. But I, but I that's. I've experienced that before, I think. It's, I think, like... It's weird. It's, yeah, because I think there is, like, some settings that, like, undo it, because I've had, there's been times where people, like, will have the speaker on, and you can hear it on the Zoom call, so it's all echoey, but then there's other times where, like, they, I guess you could also, like, mute every time you're not talking, but then that's such a pain in the butt, like... I will only do that if I'm in a meeting where I feel like I'm probably barely going to be talking. <laughs> like, But if I'm going to be talking constantly, that's such a pain in the butt to have to keep muting it and unmuting it. Yeah, totally. Um, it would be uh, nice to put out like little like best practices for a lot of these things because some people just it's a whole new world of like yeah. etiquette and ways. To, like I, I was doing the I think a Zoom chat and I like I didn't know how to open and close certain window or like I how still to see everybody to at the same out. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, the way I have to do it is I need to have my big screen have like the gallery view and my mm. laptop screen have the full screen view because that's like the best way for me to see everyone easily with my mm. eyes. But it's yeah. it's it took me I think just in the last two days was when I finally figured out exactly how to do that. <laughs> so you know there's a learning curve <laughs> how many zoom meetings have you had to do now um we my uh because my old old as of last week day job um required or was over the computer we would do like a weekly um uh google hangout video chat okay um which at first i thought i had to like have my face in and then realized like I do not need to to. yeah so I would like put myself um so I was doing that and then close to the quarantine there was the um the I was doing I was doing phone banking by myself and then I switched to doing the phone banking for Bernie with a group um of actually like someone else from our high school and then um like these two people that were in England um uh, one of the guy one of the people um, his name is Danny Bradley, and he just wrote a song for Socialist Magazine Current Affairs. Um, oh. That's uh, like a COVID dance song, um, <laughs> and it's really good. So I'm just mentioning it. Oh, that's awesome. That, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I did the phone banking for Bernie over, um, like, uh, we would do, a, like, video chats to, um, like, as a group. Right. And then all hang up and like phone bang and then come back and talk um so that was like getting me all used to it and then suddenly there was the 
pandemic. Um, so because I'm unemployed, I'm doing less video chats. Uh, no. But I really want to get in the habit of just... I've been watching a lot of people's Instagram when they go live. So, oh. like, if, if my, you know, like I mentioned, my guitarist, Rick Wood, he'll, like, just go live and be playing, like, Wilco songs. And I'll have it on. And it's nice because it's, like, video of them. But I, I'm i not in it. <laughs> right. It's not, like, a, it's not a conversation. And that kind of takes the pressure off. And they can't. But I can, like, still write in and be like, hey, good job. Whatever. <laughs> That's a, it is true. There is something kind of like, um, like there is a nice thing of just having that combination of both like situations where you get to talk to people for reals, but also like having, balancing that out with like interactions with other people like online or something where you're not, because I guess it's like the same as like if you go and see someone's show, like it's, yeah. it's the same thing, like, cause you're just like watching something happening in a, you know, with an with an audience but the point is not for you necessarily to be a big participant but you can still like do some participating like you would at a show you know (laughs) so it is a similar it's a very similar thing so like having that kind of but it is kind of cool to like get to do that with people that you like but it's also like you can be doing other stuff at home (laughs) Yeah, like my friend, he and um, his fiance were shaving their heads together and like <laughs> over on both their Instagram lives. And it was like, oh, this is a fun thing to like sort of be a part of, but I don't have to do anything. Like, <laughs> and I you feel don't like, have to shave oh. your head. Exactly. Yeah. And I still feel like I did. Like I was there shaving it. My brother. Um, so my brother, John Cody, is an actor and um, he and our uh, friend did a um checkoff play the other day over facebook um live so it was basically like or they were doing a zoom call and put it on (laughs) facebook live and it was so funny that like even when you know it's my brother in the other room doing a play it's still like it's kind of hard to show up like i want (laughs) to like it was like i still found even though we all have such free schedules it still feels like I was late on the getting on the phone with you because like it still feels like and there's too. <laughs> stuff to yeah we were both like can we push it back a little and so it is kind of interesting how like um it goes to show how many things that we put aside before COVID like not yeah. like taking time for me like not cleaning up the cat litter box or not making myself a full breakfast or not taking a nap or not going for a walk like all that stuff that before I made excuses for and that I didn't have time to do right. and now it's like oh I actually have do have time <laughs> yeah and to like yeah. read a book I read a book for the first <gasps> time and I really loved oh my gosh what book did you read <laughs> Um, it was uh, Shirley Jackson, who uh, was like an early horror, female horror writer, called We Have Always Lived in the Castle, about like a, like two sisters that live holed up in this castle with a cat. It's very Coraline aesthetic <laughs> and like they, like... one of them poisoned all their family. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and uh, so I just was like laying in bed reading it, and I was like, 
oh, I, I don't really don't have to do anything else. This is weird. I know. Every time I'm like, because sometimes I'll be like watching like TV shows late into the night, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, should I get up early? I'm like, for what? Like, for yeah. what? <laughs> get up for what? Yeah. <laughs> Which it's hard because I'm like a very much naturally night person, but the problem is sometimes I need like my schedule to make it so that I wake up at all, really. You know, like it is. Yeah. Like I will wake up eventually, but I will, like, the more free my schedule is, the I will just consistently go to bed like an hour later every single night. And so, like, that very <laughs> quickly becomes extremely unsustainable. Like, very quickly, it's like the day is when yeah. I'm sleeping. Um, and so, figuring out a way to like still, um, have some sort of schedule has been luckily I still have like sometimes going into the my work like actually going in and doing like morning shifts and so that's kind of like made it so I can't I have like some excuse but it's still on the days I'm not going in because I'm only like going in once a week really like so I do still have like two for the other six days I'm kind of like well I want to make sure I don't get too off on my schedule but that's still not like a full reason (laughs) it's just like it's just you know kind of a a little bit more nebulous but I definitely have to be like okay I need to like have some sort of bedtime or it's just gonna get real bad <laughs> totally um I was so is um at your work what are they doing like social distance like how's that yeah so um it's the work that I'm still going to because the film center work is all done for now and I don't know when (laughs) we'll be back sadly but for the um crisis line that I'm we have like a really small place anyway like it's not Mm -hmm. the office there's not that many people usually there like at a time so it's not you don't really have to do that much to like still maintain social distancing but Mm -hmm. most everyone's working from home so it's only a handful of people are still coming in um so like when I was there last I think it was like me and a couple other people who were in the building like which is like at a time where normally everyone would be there because it's like during the day on a weekday so it's definitely not normally like three people in the building um but but yeah so like because it's the crisis line and then there's also like people who like do direct service advocacy so they like work in the community and so they're working Mm -hmm. from home for the most part and then some of the crisis line people are still working from home and some are working in in the crisis line and still coming in so so yeah it's kind of like but really like I was the only person actually answering phones at in the building so like that I was working with people are working from home so it is still pretty it's very easy to still social distance but here everyone's just so already like really locked down like it is I feel like from what my parents have been saying I feel like people take it more seriously here maybe than in Southern California so like we're (laughs) we're all like not really interacting with that many people normally like anymore so like it doesn't feel like I don't feel super nervous about it especially because like for me I'm just like I want to make sure that the people who are you know immunocompromised or older have all the resources to like work from home and then like that way we can kind of like figure out you know, for the rest of the people, just because there is so little, like, interacting with anyone on a regular basis anymore that I feel like it isn't, like, the the community transmission is just so limited by people's just limited, uh, like, interactions with other humans, so yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel very high risk, like, especially when it, everyone in the building isn't immunocompromised um, or older, so, because um, we do have some people who work 
who are in those groups and so like making sure they get all the resources to work from home is what I'm always thinking like oh we should be prioritizing that but I think at least people have been figuring it out but but yeah it's definitely like it's weird it's very weird to have like so few people and figuring out that balance because there is like there's a lot of limitations to working from home it's not natural I think so like sometimes the people in the building are doing more work so it's like kind of hard to figure out exactly like you know all to get take all that into consideration and 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 confidentiality is really the problem because it's so extreme confidentiality like when yeah in the field um so like we have such big security stuff like with like so much is done on paper like it's super super like like we have to have like a local server because like vala the violence against women act like is Mm -hmm. yeah super confidential so like you really can't have people um like working from home we can't even like have people's information so you know it's really uh it's really weird because um yeah, because it's, like, the amount of, like, weird kind of problem solving you have to do and the, all the ways in which people can't, like, fully do all the same things. But but we're also getting a lot more calls, I think, or we have at different times. But, like, you know, it's a really important time to, like, still be doing it. So, yeah, it's a it's a very bizarre time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. my work. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing that. And I, I definitely, like, have known some friends recently that have been needing those services you know and I just can't like imagine um being in a situation where I don't have a support system right now and um because I'm you know very fortunate right now and yeah that's uh so good that you're doing that and um I'm glad that it can be in a safe way yeah, and, um, it's definitely made me feel really, yeah, that I think that the work also reminds me to be thankful about my living situation, too, because it is, yeah, there's yeah, a Yeah, and of... you're essential. You're doing that essential work. and Yeah. Yeah, in a society, like, obviously people would say that it's essential, but it's like, it's, I feel like our society is having, a lot of people's minds are kind of shifting to, like, what is essential, like. Right. Um, the fact that like after we took our dog to the vet, we went to Arby's, like or like the <laughs> drive through, and it was like, um, it was like, fuck, these people are amazing. Like it was like, you peep, like you just made me a milkshake. Oh my god, <laughs> um, which is obviously different than working a crisis hotline, but, but it's, it's just equally like, important, I think, as someone working yeah, the keeping line, keeping yeah. people alive and. Yeah. And um, uh, I just, it's it just, it'll be amazing. I ha- We have to be positive that like this is leading to a future where um, we really value um, the yeah. um, ways that people help each other and uh, the labor that people do yeah. instead of valuing fucking Kendall Jenner <laughs> and all of those and Kendall, and Kendall Roy. Yeah. Kendall Roy. <laughs> Logan, the Logan Roy's of the world. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is really I mean, I think that like cuz when the lockdown started, all I was saying was like 
you know, I answer calls. As soon as I don't land, answer calls on domestic violence hotline. Like, this is, all this does is just make, like, the lockdown just really endangers people who are in both groups. Like, more than COVID-19 does, kind of. Like, just being mm-hmm. in a lockdown is really, really dangerous for people who are, like, super isolated or dealing with addiction or um, in domestic violence situations. Those are, mm-hmm. like, very big groups that um, are yeah. overly affected by the lockdown probably more than the virus. Um, but, like, but I think now what I'm trying to like reframe it as is kind of like this is making these services that like sometimes you do feel like you're like doing them in in not in not in secret that's not the right word but like you feel like you're doing it like without the support of the community always like sometimes it feels like you're just like trying to do your best and no one's paying attention to like like that work and how important it is um and I feel like this at least has helped like make the domestic situations feel more public in that like everyone like even it's like kind of paradoxically like now that we are all in domestic situations and stuck there like I think it's making people think more about like that ex- what that experience is and like and how important it is for that to be like safe for people and so in some ways it's kind of like that like kind of like the work that I you know do I feel like there's a sense of like taking all the isolation and making people feel not alone and I think mm-hmm. and I hope that like over time that's what this is doing and maybe it's also helping people like, you know, maybe family and, and friends and like making people more likely to reach out to someone because like, you know, if you're in a domestic violence situation, it's super isolating and a lot of times it's because no one's reaching out because they don't even know what's going on. And so like now mm-hmm. there's like an excuse for people to reach out like just generally. And so maybe having like that reminder of like the outer community being there can help people to feel like safer in this time too which you know everyone's gonna have a different experience but like at least that's like one of my hopes is that that that's happening (laughs) yeah totally I yeah I I feel like similarly to the like less heart attacks and less strokes there's also the like the less people are getting you know going to the doctor because they're scared and because they can't afford it because they don't have jobs right now and have to pay rent like where it's like there's all of these things have their their ups and uh, their plus sides and their uh, downsides and like um, it's just it's so weird like you know police are not arresting as many people uh, <laughs> and you know using as much force because they don't want to touch people but then it's also like but then they like uh, still shoot people I guess yeah they're like hey I didn't, didn't go close to them at least right right um but it's like so it's like oh that's kind of good and like they're letting less people they're letting some more people out of jail and whatever but then it's also like yeah the domestic violence situations are so bad and um i heard that when they call 911 now they are like does anyone in the house have the virus and if you're oh, like God. answer yes or you're not sure then like the police are either way like the police have to come in like full protective gear and it's just like a whole weird like even if they're not well because I mean I think that and it makes sense because how it started in Seattle was that they just they kept the ambulances kept coming to the the retirement home where it started 
and like they kept and without any gear and there was like people who spoke out being like we think that they have the virus like this seems like everyone is having like because you know it's already been in china so it's not like something that people wouldn't know about at that point and they were like this seems like they have coronavirus and no one's but we keep going and like there was like three deaths in like a row or something like or i don't remember if they were deaths or like people were very sick and had to go to the hospital and they were like and so a bunch of those the ambulance drivers got sick because they like were exposed so i guess like that you know makes sense when it's like medical stuff but that's but it's really stigmatizing you know especially in a situation and like i mean i think also like houseless people this is can be especially stigmatizing and like yeah and like sometimes it can like as much as like it is important to be safe it feels like we've already like fucked up on like getting a sense of where it's happening and like so instead it's just people are suspicious of everyone and also it can be very it can make people who are just don't have access to healthcare like it makes them more at risk of like kind of being turned like not getting the things they need due to like fear of the virus even if it's like people who just don't have access to health care so they can't like be well because of that and like you know then and, and so totally. they might not even have it but even if they did like it's still but sometimes you know there's a lot of people maybe they're coughing because they have allergies like and they and they live outside yeah, like, but it's still like <laughs> stay away yeah. it is weird like i feel like with humanity it's always like wow there's all this togetherness and people helping each other and I've been reading about such tremendous favors and you've got so many heroes and essential workers and then simultaneously there's like people being super suspicious super xenophobic super like right, right. there's always both there's always, like it is something uh, about the world I feel like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, so I do I do think that like the whole um uh in a like a an after effect of this in the next year besides um you know like you were saying about people reaching getting reached out to that normally wouldn't have i feel like there already are a lot of people that were in unhealthy relationships or even like just unhealthy friendships or roommate situations that are like oh like this person doesn't give a fuck about me they're endangering my life they're um but like I feel like um there it's uh hopefully there's gonna be um when people have the freedom to move if they do like a more evaluation of like who do I want to be stuck with in a crisis and um who's like yeah Yeah. so at least there's that <laughs> well that's no that is really true and that's what I say like about being disabled and how like there in some ways there mm-hmm. aren't benefits to being disabled I mean I believe there's a lot of that but one of them is that like like you know there's like abled white men that I that I know that will like you know be good people who are very sweet but will be around toxic people for a long time because it just that toxic person never ever showed you know it's not until you don't have that like it's when you are a disabled person people are gonna be shitty will be shitty to you so like you can you know who they are like it's like they reveal that to you like right (laughs) you find out quickly so like you're because you're the first person for them to like pick on so so it does kind of help and like I feel like that it's almost like this is kind of giving everyone that opportunity to be disabled for a minute to kind of like <laughs> reevaluate their relationships and like what you know in people who yeah maybe like didn't weren't like really showing how 
toxic they were until now and like kind of like it gives you an opportunity to kind of get a sense of what I mean how people deal with crisis is you know I think we all are allowed some like frustration or to you know act like you know we all have a range of emotions and I think you know good people are entitled to like fuck up sometimes <laughs> but, yeah, totally. <laughs> but it does kind of like I think the overall when you like are how much are you facing towards like trying to give back or not give back, but like you're facing towards a kind of a more of a, you know, caring for your community. Because I think a lot of people tend to like, you know, in this kind of situation are going to be oriented towards one or the other. <laughs> not to mm-hmm. make a binary or anything, because I don't believe in binaries. But oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> but I still think it does. Yeah, it does help kind of get it you know really get a better sense of the people you're around and the things you're doing too is the thing that I thought about a lot because like it's a good time to evaluate if you don't want certain things in your life anymore (laughs) so much I will um I will say in terms of like things missing I do miss improv and I was gonna say um I watched on Netflix the other night um it was uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Have you heard of that? Yeah, no. This is something that I have been in many Zoom calls with improvisers where they've talked about. Well, I know Middle Ditch yeah. and Schwartz. Like I know, I know both Thomas Middle Ditch and Ben Schwartz's comedy, and yeah, and and I know that they have a duo that they go. So I do know a lot about it too, okay, but I cool. haven't actually seen the to, episodes yet. Yeah, as a, like I want to for you or anybody that listens, whatever. Like it is. It was so nice and because, um, like, I watched all three of them. It's, like, three different nights of their show. Right. Um, and it really feels like you're at an improv show and um, it gives you that. It was just very comforting and because uh, that is something I've missed so much. And uh, it's just very pure and delightful. Um, and, yeah, and it's, uh, um yeah, so that was nice because I do miss that a lot. And it's nice to remember that, like, so much art you can totally do with people over the computer and whatever. And, um, you know, every band will be like the Postal Service now. They'll be sending <laughs> each other, true. like, clips and things. And They were um, really a proto. <laughs> they were the real novel. <laughs> exactly. Um, they were the novel. <laughs> <laughs> the Postal Service. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so I know that it's too meta to, it's just kind of, like, very, like, hard to fully pinpoint with just doing improv, and that is, I keep talking to improvisers, and we're all like, well, I guess we missed doing improv, but, um, it is very kind of, like, um, it's like being like, what food do you miss? Like, well, I miss water, it's like, okay, um, but, but yeah. I would would want like what do you feel like is kind of what are some of the aspects of doing have you gotten to do like improv on zoom or any of those things weird things um I haven't done um like structured improv over zoom other than um I played some like uh I played like kind of like improv games like okay. when I did the uh frizz frizzles improv show or like a YouTube show and then I played some games with the double clicks like but um I didn't I haven't done it except for what was really fun and I recommend uh like over texts or um over like social media is uh this one guy on Twitter who's an improviser um he tweeted 
like a video of him pretending to dial the phone and pick it up and go like, hello. And then he was like, do an improv scene with me. <laughs> and so everyone was sending um, like their video of what their response to that would be. And um, like laser tagged me in it. Uh, and um, so we were doing a scene like laser was like, I've got that big delivery of dinosaur eggs. They're about to hatch. And then I like called in and was like, uh, you know, somebody that was like wrangling the dinosaurs and i was taking my i was taking my dogs for a walk so i was like dear god they've escaped and i like filmed my dogs and like <laughs> running at the camera being cute um and so I just did a couple of back and forths and it was like this is really fun this Aww. is really like it's i feel like this has been probably a good time for like introspection and dark creative art <laughs> you know i've written a, a moody song but right. it's also just been a good time for like frivolity and yeah. um, like I made, I made a Tiger King music video cover and just ran around <laughs> and had fun and um, dressed like the Tiger King. And, oh my gosh. Do yeah. You, so it's, um, I, <laughs> kill. Um, oh my God. What's, what's Carol, Carol Baskin. I couldn't remember. I name. didn't, but I did have some footage that's now been lost because John Cody press the wrong button oh, no. um but uh i was kyle was like my shirtless husband and uh oh. i was uh leading him around on a chain leash <laughs> and then uh like and like growling at the camera and like um i had like a cat back scratcher thing and i was like scratch it was very erotic <laughs> and none of that footage made it in but um oh, no John Cody played a hunter. My my brother played a hunter with like a gun, and I like karate chop him and like fight him to the floor <laughs> and take the gun away from him. So it was really fun. That's it. That sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. Were the the dogs um and cats the tigers and lions? Um, the the dogs weren't, but Penny was the tiger, nice. and uh, I gave her like this meat stick that's like tuna in like a goger type thing and she's like licking it and she's so cute i got Aww. footage of her being very tigery and um yeah it's on my instagram it's it's That's... probably from i guess like three weeks ago oh, it was wow. one of the first things i did in quarantine oh my gosh um, now we're like we're seasoned quarantiners yeah we're past tiger king we're in the yeah. new Oh my god, gonna they be have the new eras. Thing. Like, okay, so we I feel like there was an era before that the Tiger King era was like the second era. I feel yeah. like there was like a beginning. Well, it was like when everything was getting canceled. Well, what was that? Like yeah. it was just like not knowing how the computer works era, I feel like was really what I remember. Or just yeah, like and, Yeah, yeah. And I feel like when Trump was first what was he saying? Like I feel like it was like god. Yeah, it was people learning how to use their computers no one was wearing masks yet right like um people were well it was kind of like it felt like a zombie apocalypse kind of vibe just yeah. like it, there was definitely a sense of this is the this is the beginning of the movie <laughs> where the zombie apocalypse is happening yes it also yeah oh my gosh yeah, and then Tiger King was like, all Tiger right, King. we're <laughs> yeah. We got our snacks. We've got our Tiger King. Right. And then we had, what was the next era? I feel like then we all just kind of became very introverted and just all disappeared. Yeah. 
Um, and then we got like Facebook Live, you know, like that everyone had figured out the technology enough to be like doing things and making podcasts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel like one of the first waves were people doing things like birthday parade drive-bys. Have you seen any of those? Like oh, um, no. people being like, oh, I'm going to drive outside your house and haunt and have a sign <laughs> Wait, like for your, for birthday. your birthday oh fuck I didn't know about this I totally was like I have so much birthday anxiety like because I'm like well birthdays are like when you <laughs> get to find out if you have a community or not and I always mm-hmm. somehow find out I don't have a community even when I do <laughs> and it's- and then my birthday just so I was like yes this is the time to have my birthday and be completely like don't have to feel stressed out no about pressure. not having right right and then I'm like hear all this stuff and I'm like oh fuck like I could have I should have done something and now I feel bad about it again because I'm like I didn't I yeah I suck at birthdays but it was still like it was basically Passover so like which I guess was also Easter I mean it was oh right it was literally on Easter but Passover is the real holiday that happened that week (laughs) but yeah yeah. did you like feel I feel like that was a yeah I feel like that almost is part of the other wave like the Easter slash Passover week because it was like that kind of like is the country opening back up and then like I feel like there was a lot of kind of that like oh right respectful somber or like I feel like everyone was kind of feeling the messages of Passover and the messages of the plagues there was a lot like the plagues that was kind of like the the, well because they're both actually about kind of grisly zombie-esque I mean they both are like they both have a zombie vibe to them both holidays Passover and Easter (laughs) so they really were kind of thematically appropriate but yeah that's true because that was like after Tiger King I think the one before Tiger King was um the indefinitely was the it was the phase of well because there was the two weeks phase that turned into the indefinitely phase where everything was like we're we're going away for two weeks and then it and then everything slowly turned into indefinitely oh my god that is like the beginning of a zombie apocalypse like that uh yeah like it's not gonna be very long guys we'll just cancel this we'll reschedule it for next week right next week then next week next week to indefinitely (laughs) like and Mm -hmm. that was kind of like a we kind of fell off a cliff at some point there (laughs) (laughs) oh that you know what I, that could probably be like the Tom Hanks week because that was like when it was oh, like right. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Coronavirus. yes Tom Hanks that's so true okay so and that was kind of memeified too like it was like all right everyone knows Tom Hanks has it like right. which was both like a little scary but also uplifting because he was alive like it was like right. he has it oh, it no, was weirdly also... comforting like yeah. the Tom, it's like at first you're like, oh no, but then you're like, well, this is weirdly comforting because you know he has access to healthcare in a way that not every American does, so he'll be okay. Yeah. And then it makes us feel like <laughs> we can be okay. Exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> like if Woody's okay, we're okay. We'll be. Yeah, that's okay. So this is good. So we got well, Tom Hanks. Did it go from Tom? Was Tom Hanks technically before? Was that like during the two week? period the next week period i feel like it was pretty early on yeah like i think it was like when people like the first week of people quarantining kind of like right right when things kept being like one or two weeks always yeah all of a sudden there was yeah so that was kind of like tom hanks kind of it was tom hanks then indefinitely um it was we could uh, i was kept thinking it's like cancel culture (laughs) 
doing that with <laughs> Yeah, there was so much. Like, I, every day I see another, like, Timothy Chalamet is canceled. Body blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are they doing? What's happening? <laughs> Just picking another person. Oh, but also, yeah, everything in general getting canceled. Right, but it, it was the true, it was the true culmination of cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, it came to a head. Um, no, I don't yeah, know. I mean, would Tom Hanks be mad if getting canceled? Right, too? right. Well, I, well that's not canceled. Um, well, because there was like the primary stuff. Because it was like Super Tuesday was when uh, wasn't and compared to I don't want to like trigger the <laughs> flashbacks to all this stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, because that was like because we I. I forget because we still haven't voted yet. I do have my ballot on my table, but I mean, I guess I'm going to vote, but we just like, I'm still, I guess I have to mail it in because I always went to the library. And so now I'm like, oh, well, at least we are by mail. So we're probably the easiest one to, easiest state to like deal with this. But it's still, it's still sad that I can't go into the library and drop it off because I like doing that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll survive having <laughs> to mail something. I mean, I never mail anything, but I'm like, I think it's probably easy. I think there's probably just like a mailbox near my house. And this will like, <laughs> like, like now I know how to use Zoom, but I'm also going to learn how to mail something. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like, should I send letters to people? Is that sweet? And I was also like, or is that like, because I've been trying to clean like all my mail kind of, and it's like, too much yeah it's too much yeah so I'm like I don't want to send a letter to someone and not know I'm a silent carrier or something I don't know not that I would necessarily be a carrier because I've been quarantining but you know and I don't think it lasts very long on an object so I think you're probably okay yeah yeah I read like conflicting things and but it's like yeah, I feel, yeah. My it's, mom sent me something with, like, all these specific things, which, I yeah. mean, then again, who knows, like, the, but it is, it, it was frustrating, just generally, how much you would get, like, different, uh, like, like, I have heard basically, oh, God, I've heard, like, hundreds of details, like, many of which contradict each other, so, like, obviously one yeah. of them's wrong, <laughs> like, you totally. know. Totally, <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why they always, like, the CDC, I remember, because, like, pets can get coronavirus in general. Like, um, when a cat gets a cold, it's called the feline coronavirus. Like, oh, they're wow. very similar strains of things. Like, that's just how it's always been. Um, and so when this all started, it was very much like, hey, what if the pets can get it or they can sort of share it with each other? And in January, um, I was feeling like I felt like I got the flu and Kyle and Johnny and my mom and Penny was sneezing a ton and like really lethargic. That's our cat. And then the other cat was sneezing and then the older cat got like almost deathly ill and we had to like nurse it to health. And this was like right after we all had the flu. And part of me kind of feels like we shared this flu and maybe it was even like coronavirus early you know like because some people because it's probably been in the U.S. earlier than we thought um but so like I was kind of concerned about that and then the CDC put out like specifically animals cannot contract it don't worry right and then uh and then I saw a bunch of like they can and then I saw like no they can't this is 
science. Right. And then like a, like zoo animals and house pets have been getting it. Wait, really? Yeah, just like not a lot. And I think a lot of people aren't getting it tested and it's kind of mild on a lot of them. But are but they like, like passing it on to humans though? That's the thing is like I don't know. And so now the CDC says like, you, you should be you should probably social distance your pet but like they're like what? but no yeah <laughs> how can you do like, that also yeah i don't get like it. don't and, bring like, it to like, a dog park i guess but yeah and, and they say like if you have it you should stay away from your pet and it's like oh quarantine God. from your and it's like how are we gonna do that yeah we have to That's take care ridiculous. of them and like my dog's sick the tongue in my mouth like i can't right so so, I, but you know, I mean, there's a degree of like for mental health, not panicking over yeah. anything, right? And this is something I've been thinking about a lot, and why I get so frustrated at just how much information is because so much of it, I'm like, there's no way most of this is true. Like, this is gonna be like, like some like so much of this has got to just be completely wrong. Like, yeah, like saying it's like super airborne, and it's like, okay, if it's super airborne, then we can't. Either we have to, like, literally never leave the house. It's It really makes me upset because I'm just, like, they're, like, for people who have, like, who are prone to, uh, like, obsessive behaviors or, like, or, or especially people who, like, work very hard to not be, like, hypervigilant and, like, you know, make it so that they can live with, like, OCD and, like, not, you know, not be too compulsive about these kinds of behaviors. Like, some mm-hmm. of this information, I'm just, like, you, like, you're literally making someone who's never had OCD at all like they're behaving like an, like someone who does have like extremely compulsively and in a very like yeah. unlivable way that's like not humane and so I'm just like I get it feels so bad to like tell people it's that it's been really hard for me yeah like the when we get groceries and like I try to like clean all of them off because and then my mom will like just start touching everything and I'm like no, like, because it literally feels life or death in that moment. And it feels like I make one wrong because I do have like some mild OCD and it like really comes out then yeah. um, with this feeling of like one wrong move. If I touch the doorknob and it, it's been previously touched by the mailman, like, right. what? Like, so I've been like it. That was really hard in the first couple of weeks, like getting up in the middle of the night and feeling like, did I do this? Did I, you know, like, oh my um, and yeah, and and by stating by all these people stating that all these different things are facts when it's like we really you can make a suggestion but we really don't know and like your mental if your mental health is super bad that's like that's not good for your immune system like that is another big consideration because if your immune system's fucked then you're much more likely to like your body just can't fight off things as easily so like that should be what you're focused on absolutely i mean not the only thing but it's like you have to make sure you're focusing on that equally to like your physical protection like you need to also protect your mental health (laughs) yeah which i I think definitely is a part of the like when there is a political difference like there is that conservative mentality of like that mental health is is a thing you can just put on the back burner and it's like no no that's just as much yeah and it's hard because i think there is like i think there is sometimes yeah i worry a little bit about when people are very like 
fair. Like everyone needs to be doing all of these things in a way that in and and also it could just be that it's people who also um generally like have compulsive behaviors and so like it is you know like it is also hard because it's just like but I just worry about like when the bad information especially and not giving people just like specific this is what you can do and this is what doesn't matter like this is what's fine like and it really doesn't matter and just having that be consistent because I just all the bad information is so it's so bad for like people who anyone who just struggles with this because it's something that like you know, I have spent a lot of time working on myself because I don't, I mean, I don't think I've diagnosable like OCD or anything, but I've definitely had like weird compulsive, like compulsive behaviors around like health stuff and like anxiety mm-hmm. around that from like being not trusting doctors, <laughs> you know, so kind of feeling like I'm on my own to deal with my own health and have had to like figure out ways to like understand the reality of it- issues and like what I can control and what's like not worth my mental health to control, like that's going to do very little. And like, and what arms me with the ability to do that is proper information and also information Mm -hmm. that doesn't make me like live my life in a way that I don't want to live it just so I don't get sick like you know like doing I don't want to have to do a bunch of behaviors that are detrimental to my mental health just because I feel like I need to do them like from you know like I guess that's kind of the basic idea but yeah um but that's something that I have been really trying to like push not well push back on like feeling too yeah too hyper vigilant because it can like yeah you can fall off a cliff of that and that's why and I and I do get really frustrated when there's not proper information or like you know just saying like this is not a thing you should worry about because I'm sure there's a bunch of that stuff that is not being very like that's not being communicated well (laughs) that like you don't have to worry about these things you know because they keep they keep reporting and they don't even know it's fine they like there's so many reports where it's like they must have reported things before they fully understood it because then yeah a new thing completely contradicts that and it's like okay this thing we told you to like completely change your life about is actually not a concern at all don't worry about it (laughs) exactly oh anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is yeah a very uh it's hard it's 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 definitely yeah there's also like i think um there's like certain kinds of like uh triggering for like paranoid psychosis stuff too mm-hmm. I, I've definitely noticed a lot more of that understandably like and you know just any kind of news story can like trigger that so this is just really hard <laughs> like if I'm yeah yeah I, I I had to like and I feel and it's so it's a weird cultural moment because like for youngsters especially combined with the um elections and in general what's going on the whole world um you know with their with various governments there is this like oh geez like everything is being mishandled by the generations above us the boomers and whatever and we're trying to make change and is stuff really happening and a lot of our futures are on hold right now a lot of what we were told life was going to be like it's all changing so it's like that's all pretty traumatic and like experiencing losses and then for the boomers and older they're watching they're feeling like so much of their life is at stake they're also feeling scared for their kids and hopeless for their kids and like yeah. it's but all at the same time a lot of like boomers and the younger generations are bonding and helping each other out and taking right. care of each other like it's not just the 
fear. It's also the like, you know, like my mom and brother had a candlelit dinner tonight together, oh. which was not, like never happened while I was out in here talking with you. Like, but so it's not all, you know, bad. Yeah. And, yeah and like my neighbor going to work at the psychiatric hospital with her dad, like that didn't happen before this. Like it's making yeah. our lives so much more meaningful. Like her, her life inherently has more meaning because yeah. she's, she's doing that. And so it is, it's all really traumatic in a way that, I mean, like I know in a lot of um, atrocities, people actually like their mental health can sometimes like sometimes they uh, you kind of endure in a way that's really like uh, you you get through it and then the right. the, pe- the post traumatic stress comes right in. right like, that's why it's called post traumatic yeah. stress because it's a thing that happens like not when you're in the thick of it it's once you're not in it anymore is when you then have that yeah it's kind of like yeah the and so it's like your people are really rising to the occasion but then we're gonna have the aftermath of figuring out um like what the hell just happened and hopefully you know a lot of people are gonna come out you know okay um from this but it is a weird thing where it's like you know my mom is scared for herself and for her friends and family her age and but then there's that other layer of she's like you had such a good job and and maybe let's do your wedding over skype and like you know all this (laughs) stuff and uh like so it's it's such a weird um like every like all the generations are kind of having their own thing I feel like gen Mm. x like a lot of them are just like you know in the middle of their life in the middle of their careers and then they have like like, kids that are now stuck at home (laughs) all the time I can't even imagine (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah yeah they're like literally went from like not seeing their kids all day to having to teach them math yeah and just deal with them all day (laughs) i don't envy that oh me neither i feel like we should go out on some sort of improv (laughs) on an improv note yeah okay okay so our suggestion is bobsled So, are you going to go down this slope? I mean, yeah, like, I'm here, I'm ready, I, like, I got all my gear on, I've taken the whole week of classes, I'm just, like, ready, what are you, are you gonna, too? Um, I was thinking I was just gonna go home. Wait, go home, this was supposed to be, like... You know, like, we renew our vows. We go to the slopes. You know, like, honey. We went to the slopes. We're here. Yeah, but, like, I don't... There's a difference between, like, going to the slopes and, like, going to the slopes. Honey, honey, this is, like... This is why I didn't even want to do the whole, like, renewing the vows thing. Like, because you always have... You have measure. Like, it's, like... I wanted to renew our vows and we like we do the whole like you know dress up tuxedo white dress and like you just were like well yeah let's just like have some friends over just like you know 
get some Trader Joe's frozen. Well, okay. And it's like yeah, but half my... measures. Right. And then I know I forgot because my boss wanted me to stay late and I just totally forgot that um, we were doing I it. I understand. I understand. I mean, just. Okay. I know. I know. I'm not very good at committing to things, but I just. Um, I just really feel like it's kind of like the the important thing is the intention and um, and really just you know it's you know they say it's the thought that counts and so I've just really in my life tried to focus more on the thought part than the you know anything else other than that. I okay, that's honey. I know. I love that you're so thoughtful. Like I know that you missed our first renewal ceremony like I know that you were working late and like but you still took the time to like make me breakfast in bed the next morning you're still like so thoughtful and sweet but it's just it's not like what do you what do you think we are like what do you think the slopes were supposed to be um well there was kind of you know just a, a bonding exercise and um, you know, I feel like I got we got here and I was just like, oh yeah, we're already married. I'm, I already feel really bonded to you. We don't need this. We don't need it, but just me, just me saying that I want to go. It means we do need it. Like, wait, are you? Do you? Are you having second thoughts about our marriage? No, I just, you know, okay. When I came for the pre-slopes weeks of lessons week of lessons you know my instructor ricardo he was saying a lot of things to me that really kind of opened my eyes yeah things things about what i really want in life and and it's me right you like to be with me i mean Maybe when I thought that you would, you know, take a chance on the slopes of me, you know, it's like Ricardo, we did it like when I first had to go down, I was so scared and he like held my waist like a prom photo and he went down the slopes with me and I wasn't scared anymore. And I thought to myself, would my own partner do this with me or... Am I just going to be waiting my whole life for you to suddenly wake up and be like Ricardo? But, but I, I didn't know you wanted me to be a snow instructor. Snow, I, I mean, like, I thought you wanted me to be like your husband and I thought you were okay that I'm an accountant and like, I don't know. It just, I feel like this Ricardo guy, he's like one of those guys who's like happy to follow through with things, but like you know, he's not gonna be there tomorrow he's not like, he doesn't care about you like I do, he's just like a f person who just will follow through and he'll follow through with other people too like, and so like you can't even be sure of his alliances like for me, I am I always bring the intention and I don't just show up on the day I care beforehand so I feel like that's why you should love me instead of him that's my argument you're so damn thoughtful no. just when i was ready 
tell you that I wanted a break. Bring me you back what? with those. With those. But, but you, no, but forget it. Because what you just said was like, you're right. It was so. You know, Ricardo, he's a. He's a one week ski instructor kind of guy, and he'll just move on to the next, you know, desperate housewife. Or just like the next person who, who needs to do. He's like, like, it's his job, so like. I'm sure he'll, he does it with everyone because that's part of his job. No, like, I'm really, like, charming. Like, you know, like, the baristas always, like, flirt with me. Like, I'm... I know. Really popular. Yeah. It's just... I know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I... I mean... I always really... Like... I, I always really liked you and... and you know, I wanted to be with you and, and, and I, you know, I asked you out on that date and then I did have to like cancel last minute, but yeah, you, you know, we, we figured it out and, and, and like still met up later on that week. And, and, you know, I kept, I kept showing up to dates, even if I like showed up late most of the time and canceled some of the time. And, you yeah. know, but that was, but we, but I kept being there. I kept being consistent in my, even if I'm inconsistent, I'm still consistent. I never stopped. I never stopped making plans with you. And my unreliable, reliable guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, because literally, even if we were to break up, I would still make plans with you. I wouldn't. It wouldn't stop me. I would still want to make plans with you. Really? Well, I guess... Yeah, I guess I wouldn't ever want you to stop making plans with me. And I'm so used to it now that I just think of when we make a plan that it's really a plan for the next week because I know that you're going to forget. Right. And that, like, half the time it won't happen because sometimes yeah. especially the more like work we put into the plan the more i feel like we don't have to follow through on it yeah but it's okay because usually i end up alone at a sushi restaurant with some wine and that's what i prefer yeah i mean you were you're more introverted than i am <laughs> yeah i i guess i just thought that we needed to go to the slopes because that's what you know normal happy couples on instagram do and yeah. i just I just thought that it wasn't enough for me, but maybe, but you're more than enough. Oh, wow. I'm, that's, I mean, I thought you were going to say you're settling for me. That's really nice. <laughs> no, settle for an accountant? I hit the jackpot. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, the problem with hitting the jackpot is, like, you have to list it all on your taxes for the year, um, and, <laughs> and so a lot of times just so getting all that money in. <laughs> you. Oh, <laughs> well, let's go home, I guess. Yeah, let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> And scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did an improv scene. <laughs> romantic. Yeah, it's very romantic. Um, and yeah. <laughs> and they could leave the house and go outside and go do I things. No, that's like a thing we could never do now. 
That's, we used our imagination. I know. That was really... Because I've never gone to the slopes before. But really, truly, the being near someone was the one that I was really honing in on and trying to remember what that's like. <laughs> yeah. It is very... Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. Every time I watch TV, I'm always like... Wow, they get to like hug each. They're they're just friends and they're just hugging. They're just like meeting up at a restaurant or something. You know, just like they're yeah. sitting in a restaurant. Like whoa! And when people like <laughs> shake hands that don't really know each right. other, it's like, well, you're taking that risk, bro. Like, is yeah. it worth it? <laughs> or any like time people might be close to each other for any reason, that's like kind of a a normal societally normal like way to be like in an <laughs> elevator or something. <laughs> Just something very oh, mundane. Weird. Very odd. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for being on this long episode of the podcast. This is so much <laughs> thank fun. Thank you, Sky. Yeah, this is so much fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and um, I'm trying out a new sign off. So tell me how you like it. Okay. It is um, wash your hands and call your grandma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Darn tooted. The important things in life uh, right now. <laughs> and don't no. forget about um, the times of the Tiger King and <laughs> Tom Hanks and, <laughs> and all uh, the other eras of our lives. <laughs> we're making history. We're living it. Yeah, we're living in history. Yeah, that's true. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> and, and I'll see the rest of the podcast listening audience next week with another episode. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.